Hey everyone, welcome to The Path of Me. I'm your host, Wendy Hutchinson. I have Victor Galindo here today. He is a, um, a hairstylist, barber. He's just finishing cosmetology school and has a great story to tell. We did, I did interview him two years ago, uh, 2019. He'd just gotten out of the penitentiary and I'm sure we have so much to catch up on Victor. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So tell me what you've been up to, man. It's, it's been two years. You told me you were um, a barber in the penitentiary, which I think is, that's kind of cool. Like, how do you, how do you get into that? Uh, I don't know how you get into it. You just, I guess it was almost for me during that time. It was like a meditation thing. It was like where I could come bring myself to the present moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time, but that's pretty much what was happening. So I, brought, I found great joy in that. Not so much cutting the hair, but being able to come to the present moment and let go of you know, any anxieties, worries, the future, the past, and come to the present moment. That's pretty good self-awareness to know that that's where you needed to be. That's pretty cool that you have that knowing. So, um, and also I think, you kind of get res some respect, I would think, too. Yeah, well, you get some special privileges, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, when you, especially if you become an officer's barber, you get to, you know, they bring food for you sometimes. You know, you're cutting their family's hair sometimes. Oh, so. really? Wow. That's interesting. So you're not just doing your fellow inmates. You're also doing some of the security yeah. guys and... Um, people in the office and thing, things like that. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Well, that's kind of cool. So you already had a skill set coming out then. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So take me back to 2019. You've just gotten out. Where were, where were you at? Where, what was your mindset like? Um, my mindset was very... <laughs> um, I was very blissful is the word I would use. I had learned how to, I had learned a lot of skills and a lot of sets through meditation and through all of those things as we had spoke about um, to bring myself to a very, very peaceful place. After years and upon years upon years of turmoil, I guess. But listen, I mean, what that feel like for you? Like you said, you had all these years of kind of, kind of chaos, a lot of, lot of action, adrenaline, drama. So what was it like for you to come back to center like that after so many years of just kind of spinning? It was, it was amazing, Wendy. It was, uh, I have no words for it. There's something, that's, something that you can only experience. Um, mm -hmm. And I hope everyone does. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's just where I was at. I was learning, I was seeing things from a different angle. So another dimension is what you would say, you know, another perspective, your reality is your, your perspective. And um, I remember I told you, I don't know if I had yet or if I was going to go get recalibrated. Yeah, you had not, you had not gotten your recalibration yet. Um, but Veronica, your sister had been sending you distance energy yeah. sessions every week. And I think over time, you know, they, and the way Marconics works, Marconics energy is over time, they actually build 
on each other. So the, the frequency, your baseline frequency over time is getting higher and higher and higher incrementally. You, you don't, it's not like a Reiki where you go have a session and then a couple of weeks later, you're back to your normal baseline. You're actually building a foundation of frequency and with all the shedding and releasing, right? So how long were you doing the distance sessions while you were in there? I guess we had got a solid year in before I came out. A year? I would say so, close to a year. Wow. Wow. So you must have noticed a huge shift in frequency. Oh, the shift, was, the shift was ginormous. It was, um, that's what kind of, I was like, okay, well, something's happening here. Something's happening besides, you know, I, I was watching our old, I was watching our old uh, podcast and I saw where I talked about my father forgiving me and that was a big jump. Huge. And more than that, it was just the shedding of this density and the raising of these frequencies, which I didn't know anything at the time. I knew kind of a, a little bit about it, but right. not to the extent I do now. I'm probably, I still probably don't know anything either. So, but um, what I do know is that, yes, it was a big, it did pile up and it did, um, I did raise and I raised and I raised. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know was a lot of my meditations and things I was doing, I was reprogramming my mind. Number one, I learned about that. Mm -hmm. The good old Dr. Joe and Bruce Lipton and Greg Ray. Dispenza, his work is so powerful. Oh. And then what's incredible is I think both you and I have, because we have experienced that where we have actually reprogrammed our thought process and changed our lives completely because of it. Um, I really do believe we are changing the coding that dna yes. coding um through that altering of our thoughts and our um actions and behaviors and everything over time so how cool were you reading that work in there or were you just noticing that was happening through the energy work you were receiving for that year no i was reading that year that, that whole year i read you know, I read everything. Was that like a sponge year for you where you're just absorbing year. all this knowledge through? Because yeah. people look at it as like, oh my God, you're in prison. That's horrible. You're locked up. But the blessing within is that you have this time to study. You have this time to go inward. You have this time to reconnect with God. <clears throat> you have this time to, you know, find out, learn about who you are, the self-realization. And yeah. that's a blessing because, you know, out here in the world, <laughs> we call it the world, out here in society, it's, and it's designed this way to go and to go and to run. I got to be here and I have kids to take here and I have kids to take there. And, I, you know, and you lose this uh, connection with source that you so, that everyone so desperately needs. Um, oh my gosh, totally. And also, since everything's energy and you had this year of receiving um, energy and then also that expansion of consciousness because you had the time to meditate you had the time to read um, you know sometimes gifts come in the most unexpected packages right oh, yeah. like you just changed who you were and remapped everything in that year and in our last interview we were talking about how you started to notice that you were energetically impacting the people around, I mean, you can't be in a cell with someone that close proximity every single day and not notice some changes in the people around you because you're changing. So yes. tell me a little bit about that. 
Um, <laughs> well, it was crazy you brought that up because one of the people I met in there, well, I, I knew him when we were young. And uh, I don't remember if we talked about it last time, but it, it was, you know, when I came into that cell, into that tank, everyone's vibration came up. And he, when I saw him the other day, and I hadn't seen him in a couple of years since then, and I saw him out and he was like, Victor. And he, the first thing he said to me was high vibes, high vibrations. Oh, I love it. I so love that's the it. first thing he said to me. And then he was like, we sat down and we talked and we ate. And I was like, sit down. Cause I love this. You know, I love him. And he, we grew up together and he was just talking about, I want to be the best version of myself. Mind you, he's not, this man has not gone through any kind of, he hasn't read anything like uh, of that nature or Marconics or any of the new age things, just what, what I had, we talk about in the cell. So um, it's funny you bring that up. He's like, dang, and he'd always, he still tells me, and I know and he still tells me, like he told me, man, Victor, I just come around you and it reminds, cause it's reminding him. So it triggers all those things again. So um, it, was, it was so strong of a thing that even out here in society, He's been out here in society for the past couple of years, doing good, you know, working and he has his kids and, but just a memory of something in a jail cell raised his vibration up. Isn't so that that's incredible. How- like that's so incredible. <laughs> yeah. But you know, energy has no, um, it has no bounds, right? It has no limitations. It's, it transcends space and time. Yes. Um, we underestimate the impact that our frequency has on the people around us in close proximity, but also just walking. For example, you walking from your cell down to get food, or you walking down to the barbershop, or you walking out in the yard. That vibration is touching everybody in that place, which to me speaks to how powerful you are as a soul as a spiritual being energetically who you are at your core is so much more than you even realized i'm sure oh yes yes ma'am yes ma'am um even at school you know um <clears throat> i have people telling me there too and again i and the humble way i'm not saying this in any kind of prideful way but they're saying it to victor you're always so happy and you're always so and it's not so necessarily that I'm happy and I'm just laughing all the time a group and it's just I guess it's the vibration that and everyone had in there is forced to raise because I'm not gonna come down. No, no. People need to ra- to raise to meet you. And I I had to learn that too because before you get to this certain place, like before my recalibration, even shortly after my recalibration, um energetically i could really span and bridge the gaps more i i would come down yes to meet people and um over time you know the higher you go the more difficult it is to bridge and span that gap energetically and it's not about being better or worse or higher or lower you're just in a different frequency. And I say like a satellite radio versus AM radio, you're just operating in different bandwidths. And I found that it's gotten just harder to, I just can't, I, I can't do it. I actually feel ill if I'm, if I, if I do it. So people do have to rise to meet me. And I've noticed 
maybe you have too, that some people have had just fallen out of my life because um, this can't hang. It's just, yeah. it's just like discordant between us and nothing happened per se, but organically people have yeah. to fall out, you know? It's just a choice. It's a, it comes back to a choice too, because I'm not, nothing and this is kind of part of disconnection from uh it's not that i don't i love everyone that's another mm -hmm. thing too i have so much love in my heart mm -hmm. but my love in my heart is not contrary to the way other people are so even even though let's say i love you so much but if you choose to go down if I, or go to a vibration that i'm not going to go then i will not hurt or nothing's gonna it's not gonna mess with my internal being you're gonna go that way and that's your choice i love you Mm -hmm. I am not going to waver off of where I'm at. Yeah, you have to stay in your lane, right? You have to really yeah. get yes. intentional and, and get real clear about who you are, mm -hmm. what your role is here, the path you're on, and really stay the course, right? Which is, um, it's honorable, but it's also difficult because life wants to pull you out of alignment, right? So you have to be so intentional about it. Have you found that to be true? Yes. The, um, co okay, so I, coherence is a big thing I speak of with my group, with my people, with my, my inner circle, it's coherence. And you know, this comes from Dr. Joe Spencer, but there was a time where coherence felt uncomfortable to me. I'd rather be incoherent. I'd rather be addicted to my stress hormones. I'd rather be addicted to these not just drugs, but the things that come along with it. So many, so many chemicals that release. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, I've come to the point now where if I, as soon as I go out of coherence or if I'm thinking something negative or of a, of a lower vibration, I feel it. And it feels uncomfortable to my mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. It's not just uncomfortable to my spirit or my soul or whatever. It's uncomfortable to my body at this point. So I'm like, okay, stop. I'm stopping what I'm doing right now and we're going to get this back to where I need to be. Because number one, I know I don't want to be there. I know what comes along with all those vibrations. And number three, like I said, it's just it's uncomfortable. I don't like it, I don't like it anymore. And yeah. that's why I'm intentional because it's just something that's very uncomfortable for me is to be out of coherence, you know, in the lower frequency. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, it, I can tell just like that when it happens. That self-awareness is so huge because when you can when you get accustomed to tuning in to how you feel, because it's really a feeling, right? You can feel something's yeah. like off. I can feel that all of a sudden I'm a little edgy. I feel a little, some negative, more negative thoughts are kind of starting. I'm like, I got to clear, I got to clear my energy right now. Like there's, I'm not going to spiral down, you know, but a lot of people do, who don't have those tools, yeah. Well, not recognize scared. that, right? Yeah. So then that's when the, the emotions get attached to the thoughts and then you start that seeing is. actions attached and it's just like this spiral. So I know from a child, you've always been very energetically intuitive. Yes. And um, have you found that you're more present to it and intentional with it now? Yes. Um... I guess for the past seven months, I have been really focused on not leaving any coherent, a coherent state. And uh, at first it was hard and I have to, 
I grew up rough. I mean, you know, I put myself into some rough situations, so I be I'm rough with myself. So it's like, mm-hmm. no, you know, I have to be like, no, absolutely not. And this is me talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, no, you know, body, you're not in control of this. Mm-hmm. I am in control of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am with me. I am in control of this body. You're not. And I have to do. I had to do that at the very beginning. Like you know so many times almost like a mantra yeah it's it's like it's like the ego and the soul are wrestling for the keys to to control you you got your ego like mind talking you back talking you right and then you have your soul like fighting and like i'm not i'm not giving up control this time i'm not letting you take me down you know but it's a it's a push pull it's an internal struggle so i honor you for really getting intentional about that um I wanted to ask you, what was it like for you to get a Marconics recalibration? What was your experience like? Because everybody has a different experience. I need to share this. <laughs> what was it I like? Need, I need to share this on the on the practitioner. My sister says I need to do Veronica. For, yeah. Um, so tell me about, first of all, let's explain what a recalibration is, right? It's an energetic it's an energetic uh, protocol, Marconics protocol. And we basically uncap the chakras and pull like 51% of your karma out. Um, and we leave the caps, the chakra caps off. So you're, you're, instead of having seven different chakras spinning um, separately in opposite directions, your chakras get returned to the state of origin. So they bloom and grow and they start to expand and interlock. So you, you get kind of reset to your state of origin and your field becomes up to 30 feet, which is incredible. And all of your, it's like you're remapping your energetic body and you're reconnecting in powerful ways to different aspects of your higher selves and God and everything within you. It's crazy and amazing, but I don't want to take steal your thunder. So tell me a little bit about what happened during your recalibration. So I did recalibration and level one practitioner at the same time, or, you know, the same week Mm -hmm. they pulled. So we pulled energy down. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let me restart that. Okay, so I went into this where I told you I was at blissful, peaceful, awake, aware, just happy to where I've come from. There's a cat behind me. It's okay. (laughs) And um, just, and I remember I was in class and I was thinking, what could, I was like, I don't know if there is any more to this. You know, it was my words, like, and my sister. (laughs) And I was like, I'm in such such a good place. And, what I was doing during this time of meditation, though I digress a little bit, is I was meditating these things away that I needed to deal with. Mm-hmm. I would just clear my mind, but not actually bring them to the forefront to mm-hmm. deal with. Mm-hmm. So trying to spiritually bypass by not feeling it. Like I'm yeah. gonna see that I have this and I'm just gonna toss it. Instead yeah. of really processing it, right? Instead of processing. Yes. Because it was a it was a way and it you know it put me into a place where I didn't have to deal. So I get my recalibration and on the way home it's things start happening. I mean I'm coming back from Austin because I had it done in Austin and I was going back to Oh the my gosh. And I'm talking about major DNA. I'm talking about 
generational things through my father's my great traumas my all kinds of stuff traumas. and i'm talking about a thousand miles per hour and i actually i was just doing fine everything was perfect i had just i spoke with you and everything was fine and all these things came to the front like addiction the reason for my addiction the reason i choose the women i choose um I remember being in the, uh, I was about to take a shower and I was in the bathroom and I was looking in the mirror and I was just like, what is wrong? Cause I, had, I, had, I was incoherent right? because these things were coming up to deal with. And I didn't know, Veronica, they don't want to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't want to plant a seed and have that manifest for yeah. the client. So when you recalibrate someone, you can give them some tools and then you allow them to have the experience they're meant to have. You don't want to influence the experience, right? But it sounds like you were getting hit hard and fast. Like as yeah. soon as you get in the car, I can't imagine you trying to process all that and drive home. <laughs> well, it's because they don't want, like I said, they don't want to give you, they don't want to prep you. They don't want to make you pull something to your experience that was prepped or put planted into the mind. Exactly. Veronica didn't tell me anything. Oh gosh, so, did you call her? I think they'll be like, what? Yeah. So I get home and these things are coming up. I'm looking, I'm saying, I'm back to where I was at. So I'm looking in the mirror and I remember looking and being like, you try to save women. And I say this to myself, mm -hmm. I mind you, while I'm looking in the mirror, but it feels like I'm not moving my mouth. And it's, and it's like, you try to save women or you choose the women you choose because you know you couldn't save your aunt or your grandmother, who I told you in my last mm -hmm. one passed away from mm -hmm. uh, cancer in a car crash. So, and I'm like, and I'm like sitting there and I start bawling because it's like a truth deep down that I never oh, even did Victor, it. That's such a huge awareness and ownership, right? To really own the patterns, to own those truths. Boy, there's nothing harder than really facing ourselves, yeah? <laughs> I mean, and facing and being pushed up in my, and my sister, so I call my sister in tears like, what is going on? I was in bliss. I was in comfort. I was like, everything was good. And she was like, this is, you know, we'll tell your team to back up, you know, tell your team to back up. So finally, you know, at this point I'm at work and I'm crying in the truck, the work truck, <laughs> <laughs> because it is a, it is so hard at that time. I mean, there's multiple, multiple things. And I was like, finally, I cried out to God. And I was like, father, <laughs> God, what is going on? I was just in a place of, you know, bliss. I was, you know, I thought we've gotten past all this. And then what's funny is I know it's my higher self is because it spoke to me through Star Wars. <laughs> I love it. They, they speak so, to you in metaphor, right? And, and something yeah. you're going to relate to. So. so there's a part in Star Wars on the, the, the first ones where Luke is training to be a Jedi. Mm -hmm. And, um, he keeps noticing something in the, like a cave and he's like, what's in there? He asked Yoda and Yoda goes, only what you take with you. So, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, this is me, this is all my stuff. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I've never dealt with any of this stuff. I've never, since I was 16 years old and 19 years old, I went to the penitentiary. I just pushed all this stuff. Everybody this does stuff. that. Most people do that. And I thought I, you know, but you think you you deal with this stuff, but you mm -hmm. a lot of it you don't. You don't deal mm -hmm. with it. So when we went through, I saw when that hit me, I was like, I was like telling my team back up. I think you need to back up off of me. And they're telling me, God's telling me, like, hey, it's it's now 
it's crunch time. It's go time. Go time. And I was like, no go time. <laughs> I, wanted, I don't want this. To well, it's so painful, right? And then if, if we're not raised in families where you're used to being able to be vulnerable like that and express feelings and emotions, um, it, it's difficult because we don't have the tools necessarily to process and release it, right? So that must have been so hard. Yeah, and even though I had the whole time, thank God I had that whole year to pro to reprogram my mind to mm -hmm. get my soul and my spirit ready for this to get my to get me in order because if I don't know if I would have. Anyway, long story. <clears throat> so I come to a point where I just give up again, <laughs> and I, I did. It was just so much to bear. So I fall back into addiction a little bit because it's the only thing I know. It's you the know that's I mean? the that's the go to right. That's that makes it all go away. <laughs> it makes it better. So Veronica's feeling guilty at this time. Like I shouldn't have. You know, this is my fault. Like no, this is our own contract. We're talking. We're talking. I'm still talking to her the whole time. Something's different. You know, I'm. I fall into addiction, but something is different. Mm -hmm. And I guess I made a lot of new connections, plus the uncapping, you know, the more mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. So as I'm diving in there, I remember thinking like, okay, you're going to have to stop. Like, I, and I cried back out to God again, because the source, for me, this is my go-to also. So I called out to God. I said, this is not the life I want, God. And two days later, circumstances put me into where I, I stopped and I've never done this mind you outside of going to jail and staying in jail for a very wow. long time. Victor that's incredible. So I stopped and it was just like I don't know how to explain it uh, Wendy it was like a light switch so I dealt with these things and it just I stopped and turned and you know repented whatever you want to, you just pivoted it's like you chose you chose and committed to your future and yourself mm -hmm. and who you are and wow that's so powerful yeah. that you and, got uh, to that point and you made a different choice you're like no i'm not i'm not go i've done that already i've done that already wow and i know where that leads so yeah. um but at, you know everyone's scared at this time because they're like oh my god victor's gonna go do this done it's gonna be bad that's the hardest part i think because as we're kind of recalibrating and really dialing into who we are and we're changing and you know people around us have their preconceived ideas because we have been a certain way for since so high school or whatever so everybody's perception is there, right? They think they know you, they don't know what you're doing, what you're, what changes are going on. And then they start projecting their fears on you, right? And then they start freaking out and you're, and you're, you're trying to break for the surface and not drown, right? So that must have been super challenging for you. Well, yeah, this is how I know. So I've, <laughs> okay, how do I put the word this? This is how I know that recalibration has something that did something actual spiritually because when I pivoted and everybody was pushing everything on me, it was like butter. I didn't hear, I didn't listen to anybody. I didn't, I, I could feel them. It was just off. If everything slid off, I was like, because I knew where I was doing and where mm -hmm. I was going. 
And, you know, people say it all the time, and I've said it before in the past, like, no, I'm going to be good, I'm going to do this, you know, and like, and you know deep down inside that you're not. And so when, when I turned and pivoted away this time, it was like, like I said, it was butter. And not just that, Wendy, everything I started to focus upon was coming like this, like as fast as you could. That's alignment. That's when you're energetically aligned and in your zone, that's when the manifestation starts coming because you're, you're holding that frequency and you're in your lane, even if nobody around you can see it, even if nobody around you believes it, you know, you know who you are, you know where you're going and you're going to get your, yourself there. And that is so beautiful. Yeah, that's that what you it was. That. And, and it was, I mean, there's just so many manifestations where I couldn't even, I couldn't even when you go Are through you all blowing your own mind. He's blowing my own mind. Yeah. It's blowing <laughs> my mind. <laughs> it is. It's, um, and not to say that it's not difficult at times. It's still difficult at times. Right. But like the old Victor is not even an option. And, you know, in Christianity, they talk about a thing called uh, being reborn. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I, how do I, get, where is the, how do I get to the kingdom of God? Where's the kingdom of God? And it says, you must first be reborn. So I, that's something that I feel, that's what I feel energetically happened to me. It's like a death and the mm-hmm. reborn. And, and that's also, you know, that can be difficult, even though you know that it's the right thing to shed and release versions of yourself, your old self, those versions of you that are no longer supporting your path or aligned, there can still be push pull there because you, that it's so familiar and it's so comfortable. So you have to get so intentional about letting those aspects go, Mm -hmm. right? That must've been, there must've been a little bit of that. And you know, you're where you're headed, but there's still a little bit of mourning, I think, and loss sometimes as you let go of those aspects, because now it's like, well, who am I going to be? And it's kind of yeah. scary. Like you're faced with your greatness. I, uh, it's funny you say that because I actually cried. For, <laughs> you notice I cry a lot. Uh, <laughs> I cried for God had let me know that I was never going to touch a jail cell again, a prison cell. And I cried because that's the only person I've known. That's where I grew up at. Yeah. And it was very, it was like, you should be happy right now. And it was happiness, but there was something inside me that was mourning, like, dang. Yeah. Like a death, like, a death, like dang, that's. It is a death, on. right? It's a death of an aspect of you that got you to this point, but you can't take any further, right? And I think that's just oh, the toughest thing. Um, and that's crazy to think that 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 would be something that you know someone would mourn over and you know to find out where i was like that's how you know committed i was to that version of me but just to watch this new life unfold amazing right gosh but you have to get out of the comfort zone you have to be willing to get out of the comfort zone and i think that's the toughest part that's that's what we're mourning is the comfort level even though you know it's not for you you know that that's not serving you, but there's this level of comfort. It's kind of like being with a, a partner, um, a spouse or in a relationship, and you know that this is not for you. It's a no, but you still stay because, you, you know, the devil you know is better than you know, the unknown. 
<laughs> so um, I can imagine how difficult. Like I told it. Veronica, my recalibration, I've been through, <laughs> I've been through where they house death row and I've been to where they, where a death row, where they, where they actually kill people in the state of Texas, uh, both the units uh, in Huntsville and one, in, uh, one's called Polonsky unit, one's called the, the walls in Huntsville. Heavy. Yeah, and talk about heavy. Uh, but I, I told her my recalibration was harder than doing time in, in both of those places put together. Wow, are you serious? That well, yeah. you're doing emotional time, and and you can't yeah. you can't run because everywhere you go, there you are. No, I was. I told Veronica that is the hardest thing I have in, to this point in my life that I have ever. Wow. Ever, ever done? No, there's nothing that can, I can put even like what second. Like, I can't. It was very extreme. It's almost like you did time to prep yourself for this. Yeah, that's what Veronica was saying too. Is like this was a good thing you did that year. Of, yeah. Or I would have broke. I might have. My mind might have broke. I don't know what would have happened. But um, wow. But I know God has a plan, and He sourced my higher self. God has put me put me exactly where I needed to be. And we were talking about that the other. And I was watching our old podcast, and I was like. If that version of me only knew what I was about to get himself into. <laughs> gonna get, this shit's about to get real, man. Hold on. It's always oh, like that. You know, it's right when you think you've mastered yourself. Oh, there's there's another layer coming. There's there's more coming to, to the surface. You know, I always thought whenever I got to these spaces of, of I don't know, you know, you struggle, you struggle, and then you get to a place of peace and you think, oh, man. I made it. And then you get like two seconds and then it's like another layer is coming up. You're like, wow, this yeah. is not what I expected. I thought you'd get to a destination of bliss or something. It's just yeah. an eternal journey, right? Uh, uh, someone, Paul, the apostle Paul, he always, he says something too that I always hold on to. And he says, you know, the more I think I know, the more I find out I know nothing at all. Exactly. And that's and he, that was right before he died. He, they took him to the mm -hmm. to him. And so that's after he walked with Jesus. That's I'm not walked with Jesus because he didn't get to walk with Jesus, but Jesus came and talked to him. That's how after he walked with the apostles, I walked with Jesus. After he saw a miracle, and he still came to a point where it was like, you know what? The more I think I know, the more I find out I don't I don't know anything. I think there has to be a level of surrender, and and um, we just have to be open. Because new information is coming in all the time. And then also what it what has helped me, it's helped me realize is we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. So I can't judge people in a different phase of their own spiritual evolution because they can't relate necessarily to what I'm experiencing or what my knowing is because they're in their own level of evolution and they don't know what they don't know just as i don't know what i don't know for the next yeah. leg of my journey you know we don't know till we get there yeah so i've gotten a little more um i don't know compassionate and less judgmental of people in different phases of awakening and human experience you know everything plays out we talked about this last time exactly the way it's supposed to be. It really does. And um, how long have you been in your program now, your um, your cosmetology um, program? Um, May, since May. 
since May. So I'll finish. I've been going full time. So in December or the yeah, in December, I graduate. I know you're going to graduate with flying colors because you have so much experience. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I've been doing this for years. <laughs> An example of like um, my manifestation too is like, you know, I went in and like I said, what I've been doing, like what's, this, what's different, Victor, what's going on? I was like, my heart, I just didn't love to my heart. This is my main thing that I do. Oh, I love that. So, and it doesn't, like I said, it's not um, circumstantial of what's going on around me or who's loving me or who's not loving me or how things are going, if things are going bad, if things are bright, or I'm, I'm having to deal with timelines, things that I've manifested myself, you know, it, none of that has to do with anything. I just let go of all the resistance that I, against any of those things. I choose the best option that there is in that moment, to me, the best version that I can be. And slowly but surely, it's just, it just gaps itself so far out. Um, but some of the manifestations is I went to school, you know, and not with pride in my heart. It's just love. And I want to be the best. And I want to do the best. And I want to have my clientele. And I want to do this. And I want to do that. You know, so. And I just do the right thing for that day. And so um, my clientele is out through the roof. I'm booked for the next two and a half, three weeks, you know, and this is in school still because we're doing, we're doing clients already. We're already done with our theory. We're just doing our hours. Now. You're in your hours. That's awesome. And what's great is that clientele will follow you. So that's pretty exciting too, is you're going to have a foundation to build up. People after person, after person, after person, after person. And I was like, oh my gosh, I better slow this down. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been doing a little too much here, but you know, I have a nine five grade average. Like I, I'm just doing the best thing in the moment. That's the difference. Before, I always got so caught up with the, like looking at the whole thing. And sometimes I would get definitely very, um, that would discourage me since I was young, like if I got behind on work. So like I tell a bunch of people that I'm, my group that I'm in, I'm like, when I used to run cross country to look how far you had to go was like, oh my God, that's far. And you would get, you feel your body get physically tired. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So something I would do in cross country is I look down at my feet and I'm just watching the, the next foot go over the other next foot. Mm -hmm. And so I look up and I'm there. So I just. Bringing it back to the present. That's your most powerful space, right? And, and not worrying so much about the how, because the how is, is irrelevant when you're in alignment, when you're in your lane, everything's going to conspire to move you forward. And so asking how or getting in your way mentally slows you down. You got to have this faith and this knowing and in, in your heart that this is coming for you. This belongs to you. You are manifesting this and you're just really catching up to what has already been written. Yeah. Yes. In linear time, it's already done and you're just moving along the time track. Also what I love about you, um, what you're telling me is that you're so intentional about your alignment. And as you're doing that and taking aligned action and making choices to support your vision, you're collapsing all the timelines that are not relevant. So there's a lot of people who are constantly dancing along multiple timelines and sending mixed signals to the universe as to what they want to create. Cause they don't know, they don't know themselves. They don't know their heart. They don't know their truth. And so they're trying to please people and sort of dabble over here and do something that they really want to do, but they're worried about what other people think. And 
now you've got 10 timeline potentials that are totally confusing and you're going nowhere. You're just a hamster on a wheel, right? So you being so intentional in your purpose and direction, that alignment's so powerful. And like you said, the detachment yeah. piece is huge, right? Tell me about how that served you, this detachment around everything going on. <laughs> it's huge. Uh especially for an empath who feels everything fulfills everybody. Like, I, and that's something I still am working out. I'm still working that out of me. Like what's mine, what's not mine. Mm -hmm. um, because the thing, the, the way that works, I know, I'm sure you know, but we'll just uh, dive into it a little bit is a feeling will trigger a thought that matches that feeling. Mm -hmm. So if I feel somebody who's going through anxiety, I feel somebody who feels hopeless, it triggers thoughts that I remember from in my brain and my program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then those programs, when I trigger those thoughts and I relive those thoughts in my mind, they didn't send a signal to feel to, to give a feeling. And then there's the loop that it catches. Right. Right. So if you don't catch it right then and there, <laughs> then you're gonna catch yourself in this loop. And then, and then you start to take it on as your own. Because those are your thoughts, those are your emotions that are being um, triggered, right? It's so familiar. So you yes. start to take it on as your own. I, I found that um, emotionally clearing or energetically clearing my field, when I start to notice that immediately, I just clear my field. Then I know whatever state is mine mm -hmm. and everything else kind of washes away and so I think one of the biggest tools is being able to clear energetically especially for you think about how many people a day you're immersed in their fields uh -huh. that's a lot of emotion coming at you all day every day how, how do you manage that um I I'm open my heart stays open things come and they go mm. so if I do, and my sister told me this a long time ago, it's a two-way street. If I'm feeling you, I can send to you too. So once I once I grasp this is not me, this is them, which I can, I'm coming pretty finely attuned right now. Yeah. I can, almost to where I'm getting like exactly what it is. <laughs> wow. Thing. And uh, so more than just talk about it, I start sending love. Mm. So I can feel you, that's fine, but I'm just gonna start, I'll talk to you a little bit about it because sometimes they don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But what I will do uh, is send pure love to you. And you know, that's it. That is, that's alchemy at its, at its best is you're transmuting the suffering and giving it back. You're turning it, you're, you know, basically taking it and alchemizing it and transmuting it to light and sending it back. And that's, Okay. Sounds like that's such a gift that you have. And maybe that's why you're going to be in this field. Because think of how many thousands of people you're going to touch energetically. And you don't do that from an ego place. You just organically no. do it because you're showing up with an open heart, you know, and you're doing your work and you're talking to people. And I don't think we ever have a sense of the impact we have as individuals on this planet. We just don't know who we said hi to or were kind to or something and left, dropped a little seed or a little nugget or something in a conversation. Victor, you're gonna change 
and impact so many lives just by being you. I'm so grateful that you showed up today in my on my show. I was so excited when you said yes, you'd come back because I knew that so much had happened for you over the last, just from our little chat um, prior, that just so much transformation has, has occurred in, in two years. The truth, the truth is, you know, saying what you were saying earlier too, is I do it, I transmute love back because if I don't, I will be consumed by it. Mm. So there's a selfish thing, I guess, in it that way, that if I don't do this, I'm going to get eaten up by it. Mm-hmm. I have to transmute it to love, but I guess the way it was always intended was to, it was never just for me, it was to give back. Mm-hmm. It was for me to conquer it. It was for us to conquer it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, where we get, that's, that's really what it's about. It's, mm-hmm. that's and I think, too, sometimes, you know, we, um, we have to recognize that there's also growth for those people in suffering. Mm-hmm. Just like yes. we, we've had mm-hmm. our own battles and we've had our own stuff. And there's a gift in that. So we're not obligated to really heal the world right we're we're there to hold space and allow an encounter or a moment or exchange energetically or verbally right the only way we could heal the world is to hold our space Mm -hmm. that's the only way possible we'll heal ourselves (laughs) right is to heal ourselves completely and that's the only way we can create change in the world i i think we got so my school at my school my teacher she's into um she was into reiki and stuff like that but she's very very spiritual and uh we were doing an exercise about you know like say okay if i do this number i want y'all to project anger towards victor you know i had my hand out and you know that exercise and so and then when i do this number you're gonna project love to him you know and so she showed how it affects me but something that came to me is like okay so for them to project that to me though. So they're, they're bringing their frequency to that too. So that's something I've been learning a lot too, is like if I have a feeling towards something or if I look at something or people do it with religion, oh, religion, and they, they're saying these things or this or that or, or spirituality, or as they're judging and saying these things, they're bringing their own, the only way you can do that is to bring your own vibration down to that level. So like Jesus, Buddha, Bahagiva, all these things say this like look be careful how you measure because it's going to be measured back to you and i'm not necessarily talking about heaven and hell it's talking about right this second the only way you can project disgust at something is to pull yourself into that so um that's something that i've been really learning to like, yeah i'm trying not to judge anything like that because i can feel it now i'm, I'm at the point where i feel it where i where i bring myself down just to say that Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. And I, you know, know, a lot of people do. Judgment's the hardest because we're such, or we judge ourselves, right? It's just a projection of what we're feeling inside of ourselves, right? So I used to think that, well, every year I would pick something to work on, right? About myself, right? Compassion, forgiveness. I got to judgment, Victor. <laughs> Still going years later, still working on that one. I was like, wow, I had no idea. 
so yeah. judgmental. <laughs> like, wow. Because <laughs> I was such a harsh critic of myself. That's what the yes. bottom line was, right? But you're so right. You're so So right. something I'll share with you too, and I want to share with is like, I've looked at Christianity through, through a new dimension, through a new perspective. I, I just go back and read what Jesus talks about a lot. So Jesus, and I came to the realization of like, that, that part we're so judgmental on ourselves mm -hmm. we can't forgive ourselves no, number one thing i've gone through like listening to counseling going to these people and listening to, listening to other people is forgiving themselves or forgiving somebody else and i i was in meditation one day and i came to the realization like jesus you know and the claim is that he came down he was embodiment of god peace of god which you know we all are but he was god or whatever and he came down and either he had the most amazing idea and didn't, he didn't use it to gain any kind of um, prosperity for himself. He didn't use it to grow a building or grow, grow an organization or to grow anything. He said, you know what? I'm gonna give these people a way to forgive themselves and forgive others. And I just had this in meditation one day, it hit me like a ton of bricks, like, oh, like he transcended time, he transcended dimension for everyone who could do this. And if that's not a piece of God, <laughs> I don't know what is to, that has compassion enough to do that. You know what, I'm gonna go die a horrible death so that y'all can have a chance to forgive yourself and to forgive others. And uh, it just, because I came to the point at one time where I just left Christianity altogether. I was so hurt by, hurt by it and people in it. But to come to a new realization from a new dimension, from a new perspective, because I, I would judge them. I'd be like, oh, they're all fake and blah, blah, blah. They're all judgmental. As I'm judging them, talking about how they're judgmental, I'm judging myself. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I think regardless of what you call it, it's about the reconnection of you to your soul and yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, take all of the labels off of it. Yes. That's what this is about. It's about our love for ourselves our healing of our own emotional wounds it's reconnection to source through our own knowing right it's about becoming whole and complete and when you're in that space everything organically follows right the compassion forgiveness love detachment the healthy boundaries we start to respect ourselves and our time and our energy we're not in the in the save and um you know the saving game where we're going to rescue yeah. everybody and give yeah, give nice. everything <laughs> and go down with the yeah. ship because you deserve it more you know so mm -hmm. i think ultimately really this is a journey of us to us right and it's it's so it's exclusive for everyone. Everyone has their own exclusive journey mm -hmm. that they go to. And that's why no one can just be like, this is the formula to do mm -hmm. it. It's because mm -hmm. everyone has their own exclusive journey. Where, where we fall short, I feel like, is we have this exclusive journey with God and our path to ourselves and our inner, and our inner self. And then we label it and package it and say, this is how you're going to get there too. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's where it gets fun. That's the hiccup. That's the, um, the little flaw in the program because everybody, there's as many ways up the mountain as there are humans on this planet. Every single person is walking their own path. Yeah. 
They're finding their own truth. They're living their own uh, lives. They're making their own choices. So everybody gets the honor of walking themselves home. And we should honor their choices. That's good. good. The honor of walking themselves home. Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, Well, I really believe it, you know, that we need to allow people to follow their own guiding light, wherever that takes them, because there's lessons like, who are we to judge? Look at your path and where it brought you. How could we say that path was incorrect? It wasn't. It was perfect. It was mm-hmm. perfect for you. And that's what that's where if you're in hindsight, if you were to look at a point in my life and they're going to say, oh, you're perfectly where you're supposed to, you know, you're where you're supposed to be. <laughs> there are a, lot of, a lot of people know they're like, oh, my God, you're 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 a bad place. You're a bad. You're doing bad things. You don't. This is going to be bad, you know. Yeah. But to kind of find out, like, you know, and that's what that's also too where I've come disconnecting mm-hmm. and just letting them walk their path. Like, mm-hmm. I love you and I'm going to love you and nothing's going to change that. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you or I'm not going to lower my vibration to mm-hmm. wherever that wherever mm-hmm. you choose to be. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to be right next to me at some time. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't mean that because I'm, that's what people do because people look at, you know, our sin or this or that and they're like, oh my God, just come over here. Like, bro, do you know how long it took for me to be <laughs> do you know how long do you, are you quick to forget how long it took you because I'm, I'm with some people who are, a lot of people who have sobriety mm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. you know I, I have to say that when you are walking a path truly to sobriety you're doing your inner work you're on a spiritual path whether you realize it or not because you are confronting yourself in ways that people who have not walked that path are clueless about. They're so quick to judge. And it's like, I don't see you doing your inner work. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should look in the mirror because you're judging so harshly. And these guys are walking their talk. They are doing that difficult soul unpacking and um, coming to their own revelations around their past accepting humility honoring you know healing and that's my blessing it's a noble it's a noble journey yeah my blessing is that because there's a lot of people who can't don't even start to unpack those things because they're never in a position where they have to even start to look that way so my my addiction and all the things that i went through brought me to this place that i am and no doubt in my mind I guess there's other ways or timelines to get here, but this one helped me get to where I am. And I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. all my past Also, Victor, you know, you don't realize the contracts that you fulfilled because you were triggering growth in your family and your parents, <laughs> the people around you having to watch you go through this, who loved you. There were triggers and growth spiritually, emotionally, mentally for them as well i mean we have these contracts and when we come into this life we are fulfilling many contracts in many ways right so the person who is walking through addiction or homelessness or whatever um mental illness whatever the contract is is also taking on the role of 
triggering growth, soul growth in everyone around them as well. So it's a two-way street. It's not you're wrong and we're right. You're bad and we're good. It's so much more, don't you think? It's a multi-dimensional street. <laughs> it's a multi-dimensional soup that we're in. Sure. You are, there's so many angles that you cannot see that is happening for everyone yeah. around you. Mm -hmm. There's a ripple effect that we're all creating in how we're showing up and what we're doing. And one of the things that I noticed in my life was the harder I was pressed or the more difficult the relationship, those were the things that allowed me to quantum jump when I yes. confronted that, when I confronted those relationships, when I confronted who I was showing up as, as a result of conflict or difficulty or challenging circumstances. Those were the, the diamonds. Those were the jewels in my life that at the time I thought were breaking me, like breaking me, bringing me to my knees. Those were the things that were not breaking me. They were building me building. and promoting me and lifting me. And I just didn't have the awareness to see it. Yes. Yeah, of course. It's like, I always, I was always in sports so much. And, and even now I lift a lot. That's what I, my thing I do. Uh, but the growth in your muscles or the growth in your skill set doesn't come during the easy part, it comes when it gets very heavy, when it gets very hard, when it's those times, that's when you grow in, in the body and if the physical mirrors the spiritual so much that it's the same thing spiritually. You're growing. So, you know, if you take a perspective and change it though and realize, oh man, I'm going to get swole spiritually after this, you know, like I'm going to be so strong. And it makes also that, that jump in your mind and that in your reality it makes it easier. Yes, it's still hard, but you're aware that it's just something that's going to grow you. Mm. And when, when you're able to do that and become aware of that, then that's also, I believe, a big game changer for people because then you're aware, like, this is not going to break me, number one, but this is going to grow me. Mm -hmm. And then now you've shifted. Now you've, it's a total shift, right? Right then and there. And you're able to go through it, not only, but you're able to not feel like you have to digress to your old ways or you have to go, mm -hmm. you realize that this is just something that's going to grow me and where I need to be. It's and almost like, you know, riding the waves, like if you're mm -hmm. on a surfboard and it's, you can freak out, right? <laughs> and, and drown and, and fall off the board. But if you just hold on, if you just hold on, you're going to go over the wave. Just hold on and ride it. Be present to it, right? You just keep going. And you get more practiced at holding it. You get more practiced at holding on. You get more practiced at navigating the pain and, and clearing the feelings and emotions. But it's, it comes over time, like lifting you're talking about. You don't start out just bench pressing 240 you know you got to start somewhere right build up to it right it's like that I think. that's exactly what it is i'm so so honored we got to have this time together it was awesome it was so awesome tell me you know before we go do you have any thing you want to share or any words of wisdom before we sign off to help people who might be navigating some troubled waters right now? 
Um, something I've been talking about a lot lately. Because I have a lot of friends who see my life, you know, where it's coming from, and old friends, and a lot of people reach out to me, kind of like, you know, oh, help me, you know, and I don't, I don't let them take me under, but I, I always tell them, like, you're, the change of your life is only a couple of decisions away. It's not nothing that's super hard. It's nothing supernatural. It's like, it's you making a decision in your mind, just a few, mm-hmm. and then going, and then writing that wave out. I was like, um, it's not as far as you think it is. It's not as hard as you think it is. And I mean, it's hard, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's all it is, is it's between the ears. Once you become, to, become that decision, and there's just a few steps in the beginning, and then you just keep going that direction. But it's, it, essentially, it's the same steps over and over and over. There, there might be some variations as you go through different challenges and different things of life. But my words of encouragement is, it's not that far away. If you say, if you get anything from my testimony here is that, you know, we're talking about a very, I mean, in heroin addiction, you name it, I've done it and was there for a long time. Um, no self-worth in prison for years upon years, you know, like, and all it is is a decision and it's not that far away. It's not something that's unattainable. It's not something that's outside of yourself. It's within yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, I encourage everyone to, to try. You deserve to try at least one time, you know, two times. Just try. Don't think that it's impossible and never do it, you know, because that's what I did for years. I'm talking about 15 years. I just thought, it's impossible. I'll never be able to be not this person. And finally, when I just made the decision in my mind, that's when it changed so just that's my in my encouraging words is it's not that far it's not you can do it I can do it you can do it that's for sure you're making me want to cry right now (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for that (laughs) for those beautiful words (laughs) oh Victor thank you so much for being with me today it was it was really an honor to catch up and reconnect and I'm just so grateful um, for the template that you're laying because people can watch you and know it's possible. Sometimes you just have to have the belief and knowing that it is possible. Yeah. You know, and you're the, you're, you're proving that through your, your life, through living your life. So I want to say we could talk all day, but at the end, when you look at my life and the fruit of my life, that's, that's what really talks. That's what people, people can listen to all that stuff all day, but when they see somebody who was one way and then another way, completely opposite, that's what really stirs. You're giving people hope and inspiration. So thank you for being you and for, for choosing this path. It's, it's thank really you for remarkable. giving me this, this template, this place to act, we can do this. Oh, it's great. You'll be coming back. You'll be a repeat guest. That's for <laughs> sure. And it won't be two years next time. It'll be sooner. But to my audience, thank you so much for joining us for this awesome conversation. I appreciate you all. Be kind to yourselves. Have faith. Know that you can do it. You're going to get through every storm. And I love you all. We'll talk to you all later. Bye.